Good morning, Manchester, and to those of you in surrounding towns, welcome to Hour 3 of Gerard at Large. I am your ever-humble host, Rich Gerard. Thanks for tuning in. Until tomorrow, wait a minute, I'm doing that an hour from now. You can find us online at GerardAtLarge.com, and you can find us on Facebook and Twitter, also at Gerard at Large, where we encourage you to like us and to follow us because we just want to be loved. Yes, we do. So that picture I took, did I send you the picture I took of the first John this morning? I did. Okay. Because he sent me a note wanting to know whether or not it was going to be published later. And I said, yes, it will be. So um, I, I want to take, uh, as we await to the arrival of Dr. Bolhen Vargas, Manchester superintendent, for our final Is Our Children Learning segment. I want to, I want to talk about that segment for a little bit. Um, because it is the only segment that I have found anywhere, and I have looked. That has featured education. And uh, just just more evidence to the contrary of people who say, I, I, you know, I don't value education. I hate teachers. Well, just remember, the things that teachers are screaming about now with their evaluations being tied to testing performance with, uh, uh, you know, a whole range of issues, assessments in the classroom, et cetera, et cetera. You know why I get painted as a hater of teachers? Because I say stupid things like, well, you know, if we need more teachers in the classroom to lower class sizes and restore course offerings, my, my priority is to take the money we have available and hire more teachers and not give it away in a pay raise that will prevent me from meeting those needs. 606-6762 is our call-in number. So that's why I get painted by the establishment as anti-education, because I refuse to go along with the idea that we're simply going to have better education if we just keep pumping money into teachers' paychecks. And I grew up the son of a teacher. I grew up at a time when, I, when, I, when you could argue that teachers really weren't paid well. I don't think you can argue that now. I don't think you can come close to arguing that with a straight face, especially since 1980, where teacher pay in the city of Manchester has outpaced inflation by... 35 points. I presented the teachers union with that evidence during my candidate interview two years ago. Anyway, um, yeah, how many of you have had pay raises that have outpaced inflation by 35 points? Oh, my head. And that is before the last round of pay raises that went through. Anyway, um, but this, this segment since almost the beginning of the show, it started with Dr. Julianne Cooper, God rest her soul, died of... Now, see, I, I, <laughs> I kind of fear for Dr. Vargas <laughs> and Anne-Marie Banfield and uh, Felix Alvarado, our current anchors of the uh, Is Our Children Learning segment, because Dr. Uh, Julianne Cooper, um, uh, although, albeit after she left the show, passed away with pancreatic cancer. Dr. Brennan died of esophageal cancer. And then our dear friend, Sid Glasner uh, passed away uh, also with pancreatic cancer. You know, I got to maybe I got to get Amy Sherman on the what is it? Ever since Amy Sherman showed up, uh, like, uh, like half a dozen people I know have died with pancreatic cancer. It's terrible. Amy Sherman from the Pancreatic uh, Cancer Action Network, I think it is. PanCan is what they call it. So we have spent a considerable amount of time on this show through superintendents, former superintendents, college professors, school headmasters, tutors, and education advocates 
examined from all different points of view public schools and education in general and almost since the inception of this show it, it, it all it all started after an interview with Dr. Julianne Cooper of then Liberty Harbor Academy and because I was intrigued by what she was doing and wanted my kids to participate we worked out a deal and thus was born the is our children learning segment and we have kept that segment alive throughout the entire time of the show through multiple hosts or whatnot because we believe that education is not only important we believe it is fundamental to the health and well-being of our constitutional republic in these united states And we are mindful that it was James Madison who said the Constitution is suited to a moral and educated people and highly unsuited to anything but. And so the issues of public education, which I would like to refer to as the issues of educating the public, are profound. And we have done our best to explore them. And we have done so in a number of ways by challenging paradigms. Dr. Brennan, God rest his soul, Manchester's former superintendent, you know, used to look at me when we discussed technology, used to say, used to hold up a pencil and say, this is technology. He didn't like Common Core. He said on this radio show that employers don't want 21st century skills. They just don't know that. They want 17th century skills. And I said, what are those? He said, the ability to read, the ability to write, the ability to dot, 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 dot. Back to those fundamentals. How can it be that after 200 years of public education, you can go back and you can see how much better educated people were before there were organized school systems. You know, we've, we've surrendered so much to the government-owned and operated schools that, you know, outside of unions, apprenticeships don't exist anymore. Somehow, in order to be a lawyer, you can't apprentice that. You have to go to law school and you have to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars and get degrees and pass tests and get licenses. Abraham Lincoln in today's day and age could never be a lawyer. You know, you, you, you've got these people you know, determining who is you've you, you got a crazy system that says, oh, yes, you are a highly qualified teacher because you're a college kid who just graduated from school and you passed a test that determined you are highly qual- qualified. Meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, <laughs> you've got teachers who've been in the classroom for 20 years, get wonderful sorts of results. Um, but they're not considered highly qualified because they didn't pass the test. Uh, you know, you've got a bunch of artificial things that stand in the way of it. That's why charter schools, I think, are, are, are a popular option. Charter schools are only required to have 51% of the teachers be certified by the state. That gives them pretty broad latitude to hire people who can do the job Oh, oh, how do you know they could do the job? Listen, if the people at the school can't figure out who's best for the job, then the people at the school are going to uh, 
they're going to lose parents, they're going to lose students, and they're going to lose their school. It's that simple. You know, look at all of the licensing we have in schools today. Look at all of the unions. Look at all of the rules. Look at all of the laws. Look at all of the regulations. Look at all of the mandates. Look at it all. Can you really tell me that it has helped improve education? They're going after homeschoolers now. They want to they mandate that homeschool parents be certified by the state. We're going to go through this all over again. And, and mandate that uh, the parents be provided to provide this uh, standardized test result. And this, that is, really? Why? Because suddenly we're, we're not convinced that every child who's being homeschooled is really being schooled. Well, I tell you what, I'm not convinced and I have plenty of proof that, uh, that uh, not every kid who shows up to a traditional school uh, you know, government school is is being well educated either. Stick that in your hat. So we have we have committed to discussions of education. Okay, so we have a question for Doctor Vargas from an unnamed caller. All right, I'll have to read that during the break. Um. So, you know, we, we, we have, we've held this ongoing discussion about education purely so we could test and challenge the paradigms. And, and nowhere was that um, a greater joy or I think more profound than with our dear friend Sid Glasner, who, as we know, was not a fan of things like school choice and was not a fan of things like um, charter schools was not convinced of their merit and was always concerned that they were ways of undermining that. So, you know, you can't say that everybody that Rich Gerard has had on has been anti-public school. I mean, here's a man who gave 60 years of his life in one way, shape, manner, or form to, to uh, reinforcing the public schools. And I loved those conversations because he and I could go after it hammer and tong. And we were, we were dear friends through it all. He had his, you know, his experience and vantage point. I had mine. And I think a lot of people got a lot out of those conversations, whoever they agreed with. But, you know, Sid Glasner, in a way, was some one of the biggest critics of teachers today, the unions in the system, because, you know, he, he recoiled at the idea that people didn't actually ask questions before they did anything. What is the reason? What is the evidence that says we need to make a change? What is the problem you're trying to solve? And what is the evidence that your solution will work? Where's the research? What's this? Has been actual concern stated that children who have, uh, who are being homeschooled. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. One of the advocates of the bill, I caught this. One of the thanks to uh, Pierre in Manchester. One of the advocates of this bill that would just hogtie homeschoolers were concerned that uh, homeschooled children <laughs> weren't going to be fed lunch on the free and reduced home uh, free and reduced lunch uh, program at school. So keeping kids at home would somehow depriving kids of food. That's right. Parents are keeping are homeschooling their kids to make sure they starve, especially if they're eligible for the free and reduced hot lunch program. Thanks for bringing that back to my memory, Pierre. Unbelievable. This, but this is the obnoxiousness with which the the bureaucrats, the unions, and their and their elected uh, henchmen 
come after it. Now homeschoolers are depriving their kids of sustenance. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. I mean, you can't make this crap up. You really can't. So, uh, I am incredibly proud to have engaged the dialogue over education on this show over the past six years in ways that have never been done and probably never will be done anywhere else. It was of substance. It was, a, it was with people who are of true uh, commitment and qual- uh, true quality, who have true commitments to education, and were, were willing to share their ideas, their points of view, their, their rationales, their whatever you want to call it. They did it here. They did it with you. They did it with me. And they did it for the children. This is Gerard at Large.